Hey there, and welcome to the If She Did It podcast. I'm your host, Becky Fagan, a social media and business growth coach helping aspiring and new entrepreneurs kickstart their business and master Instagram marketing. In these episodes, we'll be talking all things entrepreneurship and social media marketing as a whole. You'll leave every episode energized and ready to bring yourself and your business to the next level. Hey, welcome back to the If She Did It podcast. I know it's been a few weeks since I put an episode live, um, had some crazy things happening in the background, but we're back. We've got some solid, awesome episodes coming your way over the next couple of weeks I'm very excited about. This one, I just could not wait to share. I'm so excited about this one. I am talking today with Amanda Rose, who is an amazing coach. She coaches on money manifestation. She does some business coaching, money mindset. She's an author. She has, I believe, 11 books. She's done some really cool things, and she has some really awesome insight to share with you all about entrepreneurship, about money, about your money mindset, about money manifestation. It's all in here. It's a lot of fun. It's really awesome. So I would really recommend you sticking through through the entire episode and listening to all the juicy stuff Amanda has to share with you. Welcome to the If She Did It podcast, Amanda. Hey, thank you for having me. (laughs) Of course, I'm so excited. We've been playing this for so long and it's finally happening. (laughs) So let's start off by you sharing your, your story with us, how you got started into entrepreneurship, what you do, how you got from point A to point B. The floor is yours. Oh, goodness. Uh, (laughs) Such a question. Um, And I love it. um, Because I think this is the most interesting thing is when we get to hear like people's backstory. Um, So for me, it was so unexpected to become an entrepreneur and to get into the whole being your own boss thing. Um, I actually went to college to be an actor. I went for acting for film and television. And uh, and then I graduated into the 2008 recession. So it was like... (laughs) dreams crushed because Canadians uh, basically rely on American companies to come and film here and our dollar for the first time in a trillion years was higher than the US dollar so the companies were like no it's cheaper to film at home so I was like (laughs) (laughs) so it was yeah it was definitely like a very harsh start like right out of college and uh, I was basically unemployed for a year and my parents just floated me which was very gracious. And uh, when I did get a job, it was door to door sales. It was just so like, I I just didn't know what to do. And from there it was minimum wage. And then I did get a really interesting job, which really helped shift the way that I think about money. And that job was doing uh, in-store sales presentations. So if you guys remember those old like Ginzu knife commercials where they cut through the can, I was working for that company. And it was cool because they only hired actors because you had to learn these like 30 minute monologues and all of like the placement and how to do stuff. So it was really cool. But it also, it got me into working straight off commission, which is terrifying because nobody's trained (laughs) to do that. It's like get a secure job with an hourly wage or a salary. Um, So that was really, really fascinating. And um, for anybody who's watching who knows uh, Melanie and Lair, that's actually, we both worked for that company at the time. It was like, it was really interesting to see that we've both gotten on this kind of coaching journey from there. So anyway, I worked for them for a while and then I had to quit because there was this big management change and there was this total jackass who got in there and he called me on the only week I ever took off and he yelled at me for 30 minutes while I cried. And I was just crushed after that. 
And I couldn't sell after that. Like it wasn't even a choice to quit. It was like, I couldn't make money anymore because I was so devastated by being treated so poorly. And so I ended up quitting and I had no plan. I was like, I just, I, I can't face this anymore. I wanted to do something really cool with my life and really want to be doing, like that wasn't my end all to be all anyways. So it was kind of in this quandary point in my life where I was like, what am I going to do? And uh, the universe is so good at giving us exactly what we need when we're, when we're in that state of help, <laughs> show me the way. Um, and so I ended up joining an MLM, which I think a lot of people like it's, it's kind of that first step in entrepreneurship. And uh, I joined a company where I, I'd been a customer for 10 years at that point, lost 138 pounds of their products. Like I trusted the company. So it was something there. I was like, okay, I can do this. I know sales. I'm good at sales. I can do this. Um, so I was working for them for several years and I wanted to be really successful and I was doing well. I was doing better than most, but I still couldn't crack into that really like, you know, top of the food chain and I couldn't really figure it out. And it was the mindset thing. It was the, it was a personal development. That was the one thing where I was like, no oh, guys, I'm good. I don't need that stuff. Um, I really, I really felt above it, um, to be honest, which I think a lot of us feel the struggle. Um, and it's funny because I actually grew up in a household where like meditating and using crystals and tarot was like normal. It's like, oh, it's a full moon. Let's pull our cards. Like that was how I grew up. It was just so normal. So it was weird that I was like, ah, <laughs> Um, but the universe, of course, uh, keeps pushing us until we have to listen. And that's what happened to me. Um, my husband lost his job and I was like, oh my God, like I can't afford our mortgage and the car payments and the utilities and feed us. And it was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? And it was, it was that recognition immediately. It was personal development. It flashed in my head. It was like, you need to do this. You need to figure this out. You need to get through your money mindset. And so that's exactly what I did. I went, I, I didn't have money at the time. So I went and invested in a bunch of books and I got the best books that I could find that were on like money and how to attract it and how to manage it. And so I learned all about that. And I realized that I had had some really big money blocks. A lot of the stuff that I picked up, of course, in the actor world is, you know, broke artist mentality. And I've been living with that for years and years and years. So it was a process of going through that and recognizing where my beliefs were and changing that. And it's amazing how fast things change because within six months, we manifested six figures. I moved, uh, we moved to a new city, we got a new house. We ended up um, really kind of just going, wow, we have every opportunity to do whatever we want. So I ended up uh, pursuing my lifelong dream of becoming an author. And then I also had this real urge to pay it forward. To go like, guys, mindset's where it's at. Um, and that got me into, into coaching and doing mindset coaching. And then, of course, I've been in business for so long that teaching people how to build an online business, but with that mindset component for the explosive growth. So that has kind of been my really wild ride journey <laughs> to get to where I am. So at this point in my life, um, I'm, uh, I'm an author. I do business mindset and wealth coaching. Uh, I do motivational speaking. Um, I'm still an actor, though I don't do a ton of it right now. Um, and I uh, do a lot of online course creation. So that's, that's kind of my world at this point. So something that 
a question that came up for me as you were talking. So you talk about, and I know that you've, I've heard you talk about this before, you've ma you manifested six figures in six months. So I think a lot of times when people hear about manifesting and even just like the coaching industry alone, um, they think that they don't realize the work that goes into getting there. So could you kind of shine a light on like when you say you manifested six figures in six months, what was the work behind that? What did that look like? for you to get there, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think, I think it's really an important thing to ask because I think it's really easy to imagine somebody just going, um, and like, Oh, Hey, money just like, yay. And I, you know, it'd be cool if that happened, but it's definitely not the way it works. Um, so for me on the internal work side, um, a lot of it was discovering the actual belief systems that I was having behind it all. So digging down, it was like, okay, well, what did I experience that created my belief system? And then that was understanding the psychology behind how we create beliefs as children, through modeling, through what we experience, see, and hear. Um, so one thing that came up for me that was really big on that side of it was when I was growing up, my dad was an entrepreneur starting his business, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. So we didn't have a ton of extra money. And I remember this one time where my mom took me shopping, and it was like this best day ever and then we came home and my dad just started screaming because he was like what are you doing we don't have money for that and of course as a child you don't understand like of course he's angry we don't have money he we need to pay the freaking mortgage like duh but as a kid it's like it's scary and so for me at that point I had this association that having money was scary it was, you know, if I have money, I can't be loved. And so for me, I was really repelling it. So for me, that was the inner work side that was one of the biggest takeaways that I had. On the external, it was kind of, it was getting into intuitive action, which is, it's one of those things where it's like, what's intuitive action? <laughs> because it sounds so woo-woo. Um, and really what it is, is once we understand, okay, this is my belief. I don't want to believe it anymore. Instead, I believe that I can have which is usually the opposite. So for me, it was, I can have love and money and working from that place. It was like, okay, what's next? And for me, it was, okay, I need to open, open up and, and take steps forward. So I forget exactly what cued me, but um, it was actually, I think it was a conversation with my neighbor. My, my husband and I never watched the news. It was one of those things where we're like, news is negative. We don't want that in our lives. Um, but at the time, it's interesting because the universe only shows you what you can handle and what you're ready for. So one thing that we didn't even know was happening was that uh, the real estate market was just booming. It was absolutely booming where we were living. And when we were talking to one of our neighbors, she was like, yeah, like it's really interesting. We're like we see a lot of people are going to be selling their house soon because they're worth like 30% more all of a sudden. We were like, we can move. Oh, Oh, let's move. Um, and that was like, it was just one of those things. And, it sound, that sounds like it's really easy. I know people are going to watch and go, okay, but I'm not in that situation. But that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily matter. It's whatever's aligned with you. And for me, one of the things that I had to let go of was that the money had to come strictly through my business at that point, like through my MLM, because that's all I had at the time. And so for me, it was opening up to other possibilities. So when we decided that, it wasn't an easy choice because at the time, the market was just about to crash. Um, which was uh, basically terrifying at the time. Um, the the house needed, we were in the middle of renovations. So like it, we couldn't just go like, hey, let's get real estate agents and sell. It was, 
oh crap, our basement's all pulled up and rubble's everywhere and the living room, there's like exposed ceiling and beams. Like it was, we need to get our shit together and we need to fix this house like our lives depend on it. And that's, and that's exactly what happened. So we, we basically dropped everything we were doing. We went and spent money we didn't have to buy materials to finish the house. It was, if you guys have ever watched one of those home renovation shows where like on Friday, it looks like a mess and on Monday it's done and you're like, they filmed that over a month. Apparently it's possible because we did it. We did an entire basement renovation from like basically pulled back to the like beams behind the drywall to like completely finish <laughs> in three days. <laughs> um, it was insane. It was insane. But that was, that was what came up for me as being possible. Um, and it was really interesting, but like, so intuitive action, because I want to talk about that a little bit more, you don't know where it's going to come from and what kind of signal it's going to give you. So sometimes it's going, okay, I feel like going for a walk. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know what could possibly come out of that. But sometimes as you, you run into somebody who's going to tell you something, or you find the business partner, or you see a billboard and you go, oh, that's the advertising I need. You, you just don't know where it's going to come from. And, um, it's really just understanding that gut intuition and then just going, okay, I don't know where this is going to lead, but I'm going to go and do it and see what happens. And, and that's where we kind of co-create with the universe. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So would you say like when you were going through that process in the six months, just because I want to like make this very clear because even for myself, sometimes I find myself, I'll get into a, I'll get into a state where I'll like have two weeks where I'll be like really positive and I'll like journal every day and I'll do the affirmations and I'll do the stuff and then I'll get tired or I'll get lazy and I'll like stop. And then it's been a month and then I'm like, damn it, Becky, why didn't you do that? And it's like this cycle, right? So like when you were in that process, let's say in that six months, were you, you know, if you could, and I know that this can be hard because of course, you know, for example, in that weekend that you spent fixing your house, you probably were working 24 hours a day doing that, you know, but like on average, would you say like you were working on your money mindset like every day Were you doing it like most of the day? Like what, what would you say you like, how much time would you say you spent focusing on that? It, it was definitely the, the main focus. Um, yeah. it, there's of course the action between, um, it, it was really difficult because what happened like on the timeline, because it, it wasn't like we did that weekend and it sold. It right. was, we, we were like, oh, okay, we need to fix up the house and get it on the market. So we basically did, you know, a little fix up and then it went on the market. And literally the week after the market crashed and it was like plummeting. Mm -hmm. And, and we, there was like this big standoff happening and we were like, oh my God, because us at the time already bought our other house. So we couldn't afford to get that other house. And we were like, Oh my God, we could get sued if we can't follow through with this transaction. So we were like, Oh my God, like we've only got a couple months before we have to close on that next house. So there was, there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of, Oh my God, like what is happening? Um, from that first week when we had like 50 families through to the following weeks where it was like two, maybe families through a week, um, and, and there's that fear and then there was, oh my God, what do we do? And, um, and of course the panic set in. So it was like, oh, maybe the, the rooms are too bright. So we'd like literally go and like, we paint the bedrooms beige and like, you know, just everything we could to try, like try and make it work. And there was absolute panic through all of it because it was like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh my God, what if it doesn't happen? And, oh, like it just, it's this, it's this really difficult mental battle. Um, 
So for me, it was definitely the daily mindset practice. Um, I find the easiest thing, like when my mind is like fighting me, is the reading. If I can read something, because it'll take me to that place rather than sometimes trying to visualize or sometimes trying to find the gratitude or, or affirmations feel like bullshit when you're in the middle of it, especially when you're facing something hard. Um, and things that empower you are really important. Um, it's, 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 you know, I don't think I ever, ever told anybody this, but every single night I was watching Breaking Bad throughout that. And it was something I'd already watched at the time, but I knew how empowered I felt when I watched that show, like seeing Walt take control of his life. I mean, no, I'm not saying go out and be a criminal mastermind. But <laughs> it was empowering to see him and the whole vision behind it, like, because he had that, it wasn't about math. It was about power and control. Mm -hmm. And for me, I felt very in power and control in that situation. And, and I kind of tapped into that energy to go, this is going to work and we're going to make it work. And it's going to, I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to freaking happen somehow. And it was doing everything within my power and also trying to work on the trust muscle throughout it all. So it's, yeah, I know what you mean where it's like, it's the waiver because it happens and it happens yeah. to everybody, but it's the refocusing and the reef because you just have to keep refocusing throughout. Right. Awesome. So I feel like for the most part, a lot of people listening to this podcast are in the beginning stages of their business. So, and I mean, I think at any level of business, people have their money stories, but especially at the beginning stages, there's a lot of money stories. So what would you say to an entrepreneur who just cannot escape those stories? They just can't get out of their head. It's, um, it, I think the money is one of the hardest things because it's, I mean, we know statistically 99% of people are struggling with money. It's just, it's there and understanding where those beliefs come from and how we form, like formulate those thoughts as a child and where they came from. Cause if we can understand where it came from and that it's not an absolute truth, then we can shift and we can recreate the belief system based on where we want to go and who we want to be instead of living into those old stories and especially you know hearing things from our parents and society and all of the you know money's the root of all evil and money doesn't grow on trees and you have to work hard for your money and all of that crap that kind of got fed into the brain because as children you know we're born and we don't have a belief about money you know we didn't come out of the womb going money's evil like <laughs> Um, as entertaining as that would be, uh, <laughs> um, but it's, it's really understanding, well, where did these beliefs get picked up and, and how that works? Um, and it's really fascinating when we start studying the human brain and the development of it, because we know from about zero to age eight, um, that's where the brain is very like just sponge-like for children. That's why we see like the really young children are always asking questions and they're trying to figure things out. But they process it without the rationale of an adult. Because as an adult, we can view something and go, doesn't sound right to me. I don't, that doesn't, that's not for me. But as a child, it's just absorbed. And it's absorbed in simplest terms. And when we also understand that the brain likes to make associations, that's where we can see, oh, that's how that was formed. So for example, um, the whole idea of associations, if I say peanut butter, you probably thought jelly, because that's an association that most of us have. So as a child, if you had a really negative experience or if you constantly heard sayings about money that were bad or uh, saw things TV-wise, a lot of us picked up things from the media, 
Um, that's where we can make those associations that are negative about money. And we know the news loves to put on, you know, oh, this company, you know, underhandedly, you know, tried to steal with fraud and blah, blah, blah. Or you might have heard stuff from your parents, you know, you might have had your dad every Sunday with the paper going, those damn stocks or whatever it was. And that gets really stuck in there, especially parents fighting. We tend to know that that's one that, because emotionally as a child, seeing your parents fight, it's like, oh my gosh. And money's a big trigger for for relationships we know so that's one that's very prominent for most people and then the other thing that's important to keep in mind is um, that the prefrontal cortex doesn't finish developing until we're 25 so that means our very first love experiences our first work experiences those are things that get kind of stuck in there as this is the way it is mm. so a bad negative first work experience you know, in those initial years where we were not making much money, which of course, our first jobs, we usually aren't making much money. We make that association, you know, got to work hard for your money. You know, money's not easy to come by. Bosses suck. That's where all those associations come in. So we have to take a step back and realize for one, that the brain really filtered these things in very simplistically without understanding the big picture and prove it wrong. That's the best thing we can do is, is there somebody out there making money with ease, working not a ton of hours every day. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we had to exchange time for money, we wouldn't see millionaires out there having fun on yachts and golf courses. They'd be like blue in the face dying because if you had to exchange the amount of work level for money, that it was just that would be the way it is. But instead we see people working 80 hour weeks who are broke. Mm -hmm. And that's the proof there is, you know, training your brain because your brain loves proof. So if you can prove yourself wrong, that's the best thing you can do. <laughs> So that's definitely where I would say that the main focus is understand where those beliefs came from for you by asking yourself, you know, what did I see a lot? What did I hear about money? When I think about money, how do I feel? And when was the time that I felt the same way as a kid or in my first job? Because that's going to help really give the upheaval of anything that's just sitting beneath the surface because it's a bit of a bit of an investigatory job to figure out everything that's going on inside of our own head. <laughs> yes. Yes. We can, we can spend days doing that. It's just, you can never figure it all out ever. So, okay. So kind of going off of the like mindset stuff, money stories, all that. Um, I know that a big thing that a lot of people say, I mean, I say it too, and I, I believe it. Like if your mindset's off, if you're, especially if your money mindset's off or you're in scarcity or anything like that, it's going to affect the way, not only that you show up in business, but it's going to affect how easy like it's going to make it harder for you to get clients people say that a lot what are do you believe that like what is your opinion on that absolutely um that's 100 percent true and we know it's true even just on a scientific level because everything in the universe we know is energy and human beings we have our own electromagnetic field just like the earth does so if we're putting out that feeling and that anxiety of, oh, money's hard to make and customers are just so hard to come by, that's sending out that energy. And then when we come into contact with people, even if they're on the other side of the planet, we can still sense that energy. And somebody will be like, okay, that sounds good, but I don't know why, it doesn't feel right. We can't put our finger on why it doesn't feel right. It sounds good, but we can't say yes because there's that nagging feeling. And as human beings, we're very, we're, we make emotional choices. And that's, at the end of the day, a really good thing because we're trusting our gut. We're trusting that intuition. So if we've got that negative energy field around us, we're really repelling everything mm -hmm. that we, we want. So by having that positive money mindset and that positive outlook, 
it really does actually change the energetic field that we're putting out. So it, it's either repelling or attracting based on how we're feeling. So it's, it sounds so simple sometimes. I know people are like, can't be that easy, but it really, at the end of the day, it, it is with you pair yourself with that, you know, coming from that energetic place as well as having the, you know, the marketing and sales, like, don't get me wrong. Those we have to have those. Otherwise <laughs> we wouldn't be able to communicate, but it is so important that we make sure that the, the mindset and the energetic vibration we're on is paired up best first, because that's what really is going to attract people. Absolutely. Yes, I completely agree. Um, so, okay, now I'm going to go backwards a little bit and talk about you again. I have a question for you. So I know you've written a couple of books. What inspired you to write the books? How, like, just, yeah, what inspired you to write the books? <laughs> question. Um, uh, yeah, I've, I've got quite a few. Um, I've got 11 full-length books out right now and then a bunch of workbooks as well. So I just, um, writing's always just been in my soul. It's being able to express and communicate has been something I've always really enjoyed. Um, so uh, I actually wrote my very first book, which is uh, it's science fiction, fantasy, dystopian. Um, so it's really very creative type of writing. And I wrote that when I was 16 um, as a passion project. Um, I was really, I like getting lost in stories and really good movies and I was always a video gamer so like having those complex stories and the really in-depth characters and just I love that for me that's there's nothing better like if you ask me you know what's your favorite downtime activity getting lost in a video game because it's just so comprehensive and you get to have that new experience so for me I wanted to capture that kind of grandiose journey in a book and put all of those elements together. So for me, writing is that ability to express, but it's also a way of, even in the fiction that I like to write, um, it's to get people to think. Mm -hmm. It's to get people to shift the way they're thinking. So um, for example, in, in that book, we've got this whole concept of the absolute extreme possibility of global warming and what it would be like if the planet was falling apart at the end of that. And to kind of strike the, the cord there to think outside of our individual lives and consider the big picture. So I, I always like using these mediums to help us think and grow. Um, the very first book I published um, was actually kind of ironically a little bit of like a fluke, but <laughs> it's my bestseller, <laughs> um, which is hilarious to me. But um, at the same time, I'm really glad it is because that's the one that changes everybody's life. Like that's the one where people message me and go, oh my God, like I got my dream job or I got, you know, the love of my life or what. Like, it's just like mind blowing to me um, how much impact that had. And that was originally my very first um, law of attraction course that I put together. And it was like a three week, you know, daily activity, do this, like this is going to get you in that energetic field of attraction. And it was very powerful with the people I did it with. And then when I was about to publish my, my baby, which was uh, Fire, Fury, Freedom, which is the first book I wrote, I was like, this is my child. And I don't want to publish it first in case it totally fails. So I was like, I'm going to put this course I made into a book and just see if this works. And then, of course, that was like, it took off. And I was like, oh, okay, it worked. Um, so it was kind of just such a random fluke. But that's like, to date, it's the bestseller. I had actually, there's a Thai, uh, no, a Vietnamese company that actually bought the worldwide rights to like translate it and sell it worldwide. Like, it's just wow. wild where that's went. So 
um, I, I write in a whole bunch of different mediums, but definitely um, science fiction and law of attraction are, are the two main ones. And I just really like helping communicate new ideas and getting us to think outside of the box and, and to kind of promote that ability of change and, and our own ability to embrace it and whichever facet that comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I still need to, um, listen, the aud- the audible book. I still need to listen to your book. I, I have so many books I need to listen to slash read slash all the things. I just, my, if I like printed out my to-do list, it would probably like span like my entire apartment if we're being honest. But anyway, enough about me. Um, (laughs) Okay. So I'd love to know what has been your coolest money manifestation story experience, however you want to put it. Oh, that, I mean, it's, it's interesting because like, when it first happened, definitely it was when we sold our house in the middle of the crash and right. still managed to sell it when nobody else was selling. That was pretty cool. Um, but there's been several, like so many since then um, because there's been so many evolutions, which is, mm-hmm. I think they're all really fascinating um, is what it comes down to. So it's kind of hard to like pinpoint one and go, that was the one. Um, but I think one that was really exciting for me to kind of watch go from beginning to end was when I, is playing with the idea of wider distribution on the books. And I was like, how, how am I going to make this happen? And I was trying to figure it out. And then I had that nag, that little intuitive, you need to go do this. And the nag was go scroll your Facebook news feed. I'm like, yeah, okay. Intuition. That's what I need to do right now. Like I was so judgy of it too. I'm like, yeah, that's it. But okay, let's go. Like I just assumed I was bored and then I wanted to scroll. But it was neat because I started scrolling and then right away I had one of those advertisements pop up and it was for one of those um, monthly subscription boxes. And then it was like a light bulb. I was like, oh, I need to get my books in a monthly subscription box. And um, so I went and I, I terrorized the internet by like sending a hundred different companies that do subscription boxes like, hey, I love your box. Like, Let's work together. <laughs> um, and, and then I ended up working with a really lovely woman. Um, and I'm totally going to space cadet on what um, uh, her box is called now. Um, it's something warrior box. Anyway, it's, it's cool. Cause she, she actually does a book club with the box. So they, she talks with the people at the end of the month and they discuss what they learned because it's all about personal development. Um, and it was just such a cool fruition out of just this idea of somehow I need to widely distribute my books and then connecting with her and then having them in the box. And it was just, it was a really cool experience to just see it go bang, 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 bang. It happened so fast. <laughs> That is awesome. Wow. That's really cool. So cool. Okay. So I had to like absorb that for a second. I I love hearing people's like awesome stories. Like I did this and then all of a sudden this happened. Like I love hearing those stories and I just need to like take seconds sometimes. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. So since this podcast is all about inspiring people to go after their dreams, if someone is thinking about starting their own business or even if they're like already starting to start it, but they're scared and whether they're scared to get started or scared to like take the next step, what would you want to tell them? I think um, this is the advice that I would tell myself if I could go back in time. And um, it's kind of the quote that I live by now, which is if you master your mindset, you master your life. 
So it doesn't matter whether you want to start a business, you want to travel the world, or you want to become a mom, or you want to find your dream partner. It, it really all comes down to what we believe. And that all comes from understanding yourself and your belief system and what it is that you really want. And uh, I think that also comes down to the fact of finding happiness and understanding that happiness isn't through the accomplishments that we think they're through. So we hear it all the time, you know, oh, once my, you know, kids move out, I'll be happier. Once I move, I'll be happier. Once I get this promotion, I'll be happy. And success is such a fleeting thing. Like it really is at the end of the day. And it's, it's bizarre because you expect it to be bigger. You really do. And then you hit this huge milestone and then it's like, what's next? <laughs> because it's gone as fast as it happens. It's like this very fluctuating thing. So I think understanding what makes you happy, what makes you happy now, um, and then how can you incorporate that on a day-to-day -day basis? Because really the now is all we ever have. Um, as much as we can visualize the future and think about our big dreams and goals, and we should, and we should move towards those, but it's being happy now and being present now. And I think that's where we find our confidence and where we're able to push through our fears because we, we understand that we have the power to create and as big a scale as we want to create. And it's really just a matter of choosing what do you want to use that power for. It's not can you or can't you. You can. It's it's a matter of understanding that it's the choices you've got. And then also not to pigeonhole yourself. Because I see a lot of entrepreneurs especially who go like, but if I make this decision and it's the wrong decision, who cares if it's the wrong decision? You learn from it and you move on, you do your next thing. Or even if you love it, you're not boxed in for the rest of your life um it's, it's you have the ability to grow and flourish and play so i think that's something that's really important for us all to recognize that it's going to be an evolution and, and every step is going to be interesting and we're going to learn and you're definitely going to fail there's no no way around that you're gonna fail like i mean my god my, my very first month as an entrepreneur i made 50 bucks for a whole month working like 16 hour days <laughs> It's, it's hard to get started and it, it doesn't have to be hard to get started, I should say, because that's a belief too, but um, it's okay if it's hard because we're going to learn from it and we're going to grow from it and then you can have a thriving business eventually and it's, it's so exciting to see it all come together and I know for me, like one of the best moments was when I got to tell my husband, like, you don't have to ever get a job again unless you want to and that was such a... It, for me, it was really fulfilling because at first he supported me while I was getting started because I wasn't making jack. <laughs> it was not good in my beginning. Um, but it was so nice to be able to repay that favor and be like, you know, that's, thank you for that. And now this is what I can give you. And I, I think we start to look at the universe and our lives in a whole different way when we understand that it's, it's the infinite power we have within to create. Yes. Yes, I think that was a great answer. So that, those are all the questions I have for you. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Anything else you want to talk about before we close off this episode? Oh, gosh. Um, I guess just the, um, to come to a point of getting in a routine for personal development, because I think that's the hardest thing is the dabbling with it and then, then it's never very consistent and if there's anything that I can talk to people about it's consistency and the power of having a regiment and it doesn't mean it has to be boring it can be simple um, but just every single morning make sure that you're doing something that puts you in the right mindset because it's so easy to wake up in the morning and just be like ugh, because 
it, it can be, but at the same time, we have the ability as conscious beings to say, you know what, let me make a little list of like three things I'm really grateful for right now. And what do I want to accomplish today? Or taking like two minutes to visualize, like, what if I was waking up in my dream house today? What would that look like? What would it be like to walk through that house and make coffee in that space or whatever it is that you do in the morning? Because that's going to put you in that whole other energetic place of like, yes, I can create and I can make that change that I want. And it redirects the focus away from another day. I'm tired. I don't want to, because it's really easy to fall into that. And that's the pattern we need to break. And as soon as we've got that positive mindset moving forward into the day, then we can create some real change instead of dragging our heels and making excuses and having that kind of negative energy repelling everything anyway. So definitely um, mindset in the morning. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a great way to start the day. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode. I so appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you again. Thank you. This was fun. <laughs> it was. I hope that you loved this episode. Definitely give the If She Did It podcast a rating. If you've been enjoying it, let us know what it is that you're loving about this podcast. Let me know if there's anything specific that you want me to talk about, if there's someone you want me to interview, so that we can make sure that this is exactly the podcast that you want and that you need. And in other news, I quickly want to let you guys know that there are some really awesome free trainings that are coming up in the next couple of months in my free Facebook group. It's called the Abundant Business Tribe with Becky Fagan, and you can search it on Facebook. I highly recommend you guys getting in on that Facebook group. A lot of fun things happening, a lot of opportunities for you all to go live in that group and share your knowledge and wealth and magic with the rest of the women in the group. Um, so yeah, I really hope to see you in there, and I'll see you on next week's episode of the If She Did It podcast.